0: seconds later the crudely dressed smoker's table was in flames. suddenly there was a greater disturbance two waiters had collided with the shabbily dressed smoker whose carelessness and outsized matches had caused the conflagration he responded with rapid wing chong chops rigid hands crashing into shoulder blades and throats sending the boys reeling back into the surrounding customers The manager, now roaring, intervened, and he too fell away, stunned by a well-placed kick to his ribcage. The unshaven Chinese then picked up a chair and hurled it at the screaming figures near the fallen man. The riot had taken hold. The unshaven man glanced across the room at the single table next to the wall. The priest was gone. The priest stepped through the door far back into the wall near the entrance of the cabaret. He closed it quickly, adjusting his eyes to the dim light of the long, narrow hallway. Down the corridor, no more than twenty-five feet away, a startled man sprang from the wall, his right hand plunging beneath his jacket to yank a large, heavy-caliber revolver from an unseen shoulder holster. The holy man nodded slowly as he moved forward with graceful steps appropriate to a religious procession. The guard had no chance. Swiftly, the priest pulled a razor-thin double-edged knife from the folds at his waist. He slashed the man's wrist, half-severing the hand with the gun, then arced the blade surgically across the man's throat. He fell to the floor a corpse. Without hesitation, the killer priest slid the blemished knife into the cloth of his caftan, and from under the right side of his robe, he withdrew a thin-framed Uzi machine gun and crashed it into the door with the strength of a mountain cat, racing inside to find what he knew he would find. Five men were sitting around a table with pots of tea and short glasses of potent whiskey nearby. Blood gushed from fatal wounds as skulls were pierced and eyes were punctured, mouths torn apart, bright red and muted screams of death. The killer surveyed his work. Satisfied, he then pulled out a square dark cloth from his left sleeve and spread it over his handiwork. He rose to his feet and rushed out of the room, unbuttoning the white kaftan as he ran down the dim hallway. He pulled the door back and walked into the brawling chaos. The killer priest ripped the kaftan away from his body and the hood from his head. Heavy makeup outlined his eyes. Go in front of me, he commanded the peasant who was lighting yet another match. The killer dropped his costume and Uzi on the floor next to the door. Together they burst through the door and into the street where another shrieking crowd had gathered. They threaded their way through the excited onlookers and were joined by the muscular Chinese who had waited outside. He grabbed the arm of his defrocked charge and pulled him into the narrowest of alleys, where he took two towels from under his tunic. One was soft and dry, the other was encased in plastic. It was warm and wet and perfumed. The assassin gripped the wet towel and began rubbing it over his face, scrubbing until the white skin was apparent. He then dried himself with the second towel, smoothed his dark hair, and straightened the striped tie that fell on the cream-colored shirt under his dark blue blazer. Ciao! he ordered his two companions. They ran and disappeared into the crowd. An alone, well-dressed Occidental walked out into the strip of Oriental pleasures. Inside the cabaret... The excited manager's eyes were drawn to a clump of white fabric on the floor in front of the door to the inner offices. White cloth, pure white, the door, the Laoban, the conference! He headed for the door. Inside the dimly lit corridor the slain guard lay in a river of his own blood. Within the conference room itself five bloodied corpses were in spastic disarray. One specifically, shockingly, caught the manager's horrified interest. He approached the body. With his handkerchief he wiped away the blood and stared at the face. "'We are dead,' he whispered. "'Kowloon is dead. "'Hong Kong is dead. "'This man was the vice-premier of the People's Republic of China, "'successor to the chairman himself. "'Alongside the riddled bleeding corpse was a black bandana. "'Written in the circle of blood underneath was the name. "'Jason Boren.' the manager sprang across the floor. Great Christian Jesus, he uttered, his whole body trembling. He's come back. The assassin has come back to Asia.